welcome Pudding People to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. Today we go into a little bit of a retro review as I talk about Cowboys and Aliens from 2011. Um, obviously this is uh, one of those instances where uh, I like to touch on some of those movies that are based upon comic properties that uh, maybe people aren't completely aware of. And we haven't quite gotten to 2011 in our history of comic book movies yet, but this is one of those films that is based on a comic book of the same name. Um, so, as always, we will start with a little bit of spoiler-free section where I tell you whether this is something that you should have seen in the theaters, whether it is something that you should have waited for on streaming, maybe... Uh, get it on Blu-ray or something to ignore altogether. Then we will go into the spoiler-heavy section where I break down the cast, the director, the costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and that will all add up to a numerical value that can be potentially as high as 100 points. Um, you know, kind of like getting a grade back in school, right? Um, so let's let us continue. Now I have to admit this is one of those films that. Um, I was kind of putting off to a certain extent, uh, just seeing it in, in general. Uh, I had seen uh, trailers for it and was not exactly impressed. Um, and I'd heard a couple of things here and there that were not, you know, terribly praising it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, there were just a, a handful uh, of different things in it that were kind of working against it. So I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Um, and so I had kind of low expectations going into this. I don't know why. Uh, it was actually a pretty enjoyable movie. Um, I, I, you know, when I think about it, I don't, I don't know what it was that, that kind of, um, kind of shooed me away, but, uh, yeah, I, I really kind of enjoyed it. If it's, um, a kind of a popcorn action romp that you don't want to think about too thoroughly. Um, yeah, this is exactly the kind of movie that you want to watch. It's It's got some great action sequences. It's got some better character development than I would ever have expected out of a film like this. Um, it is just really enjoyable. Is it something I would have suggested seeing in the theaters? Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, it, it, if you had some, if you had some time and money to spare, yeah, sure, give it, give it a throw at the theaters when it was out there. But I still would have said probably wait for it on streaming. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray, and uh, I'm glad. I will probably watch this film again at some point. It was, it was very enjoyable. Um, but now let's get into the more spoiler-heavy section where I break it down. Before I get there, just a reminder, don't forget to uh, check us out on social media. We are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at Pudding Guys on Facebook and on Instagram. We are at Pudding Guys on Patreon, where for just $1 a month, you can help support us as we bring new neat stuff to you, uh, talk to great new guests, uh, and, and uh, be able to bring you cool stuff. Um, uh, we've got some, we've got some really good stuff coming, I tell you. 
and uh, we can we can always use your support. But also check out some of the other things that we've got on our website. We have the Ultimate Comic Movie Database, where you can get all sorts of information on every comic movie that has ever been created based on a comic book, comic strip, whatever. And we also have the brand new Pop Culture Death Count, where we'll be adding periodically more information every week about television shows and movies and exactly what the kill count is on each one of them. And we'll be approaching it in a more thorough manner, I feel, than some of the others that I've seen out there that are a little more loosey-goosey on the way they they interpret the deaths. Um, So definitely check that out. But on to the matter. So let's start with the easy thing. Let's start with the director, John Favreau. Um, I love John Favreau. Uh, I don't, I don't know where this dude came from. No, I know where he came from, but it's one of those instances. If you would have told me back when I saw a PCU, uh, where he's playing gutter, that this guy is going to be one of my favorite directors, uh, in, in the theaters, I would never have believed you. I would say, Hey, he's fun to watch, but I, I don't see that happening. It just doesn't seem to make sense, but he just keeps making one movie after another that I enjoy. I mean, obviously he started off the MCU strong with Iron Man. Uh, if you haven't seen chef, uh, that film is phenomenal. It is one of my favorite kind of feel good movies that you can watch. It's, it's well worth the time. And so that should have kind of informed me with this particular film that the way that he approaches the, the creation of the film would also kind of be involved here. Um, and you kind of see that same influence. He has a definite way of being able to take the subject matter, uh, infuse the action with with humor, but the humor that you get is often kind of subtle. Sometimes his humor can be self-deprecating. Sometimes the, the whole goal often is it seems to me anyway, to make a connection to, to not laugh at anyone in particular, or even at something, but just to kind of feel that joy for a month, uh, for a moment as a shared kind of, uh, instant. And that's what I often get from his work. Um, and I, I saw that in just small flashes in this, like I said, this is, this is more of an, a, a hardcore, well, not hardcore, but a more focused action film, sci-fi kind of romp. But even then just these, these slow takes a couple of the, back and forth looks between the characters, uh, the way that uh, the individuals kind of interact with their surroundings or with the props that are involved. You just get those kind of glances, those those flashes that ground it, that kind of bring it into something real and make it relatable. And that's that's what he does uh, so well with everything. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons that... Uh, I love that dude and would love to talk to him at some point. It's definitely one of my top people I want to get on the podcast at some point. But yeah, so you probably could not have chosen much of a better director for this film. And I think that, as always, he seemed to have uh, made a connection with the the people in the cast. And it seems like they, they worked as a, a, as a good uh, cohesive unit and it worked really, worked really well. And it seems like also that um, his uh, interactions with the editorial department were, were quite good. Um, I'm always looking for bad edits, uh, things that are slightly off, um, uh, instances where you can see something is really fake, uh, you know, kind of a la the Matrix where the, the police are chasing after 
uh, Trinity and she jumps over the two buildings and they jump over after and one of the cops grabs the wall and you can see the wall shake like paper. So just one of those things uh, or, you know, that sort of stuff. Not really in there. I mean, they the, the continuity was solid. The the editing was good. The flow of the film was good. So it seems like they, they had a pretty tight ship here for the most part. So I got to give uh, him an 18 out of 20 on this one. Let's move to my uh, next maybe bit of effusive love, and that's to the cast. Um, they had a particularly good cast for this film, which usually means you're going to get um, you're just going to get something that is really, really high quality. I mean, first of all, Daniel Craig um, is my favorite James Bond uh, of all time. Uh, which you know, if you again talked to me 20 years ago, it's like somebody better than than in my mind who I liked was Pierce Brosnan. Uh, no, never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Craig was better than Pierce Brosnan in a different, very different way. And that's not taking anything away from his performance. But there's just, again, something about the way that he approaches his characters that makes him, yeah, is he going to be a tough guy? Yes. Is he going to be a smarmy tough guy? No, not generally. He's, he's, he's not going to be the, the condescending hero. He's, he's kind of always taking roles and approaching the roles in a way, again, that allows you to make a connection to him. It's more visceral, more real. And he's got a very good face for conveying emotion so that he does quite a good, quite a good job with that. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that he's quite a handsome fellow, uh, which is always good to have in a leading man, especially in something like this, which everyone's covered in dirt. Because uh, it's going to be you know wet out in the west, and so everybody's got to be dirty. Um, so I mean, there there is that. Um, you've got Clancy Brown in it, who I just adore in pretty much everything. He has a fairly decent uh, he has a fairly decent part in this. Um, he often gets to play bad guys. Um, he is not in this particular film, which is nice. I, I like to I like to see a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of variety, and uh, he, and this is more of a writing thing, he plays a preacher, and a lot of times when you get into something that's kind of a cheesy action film like this, you're going to get that kind of way overdone. They played it, I think, exactly right in terms of the level of I am a man of God, but I'm a man of God in the Wild West. It wasn't too much, it wasn't too little, it was kind of right where it needed to be, and he pulled it off extremely well. So that was that was really nice. Uh, Sam Rockwell, who again is one of my favorite uh, actors, uh, he's just got kind of a charisma that comes through no matter what part he plays, and he's in a smaller role in this as a, a bartender. Uh, he's great. Um, I mean, again, you just see that kind of that kind of he's he's really good again at conveying emotions now it's less you still get you still get it with facial features but he has a way of delivering lines instead that kind of gets that um, kind of gets that feeling to you in a, in a more approachable way which is really nice um, uh, Olivia Wilde um, yeah so I am a mark for Olivia Wilde always have been uh, you know above and beyond the fact that she's obviously uh, a beautiful leading lady. She has um, a stage presence that is is really good. There's there's a handful of actresses that kind of have this um, 
ah, that's the word that I was looking for, the dignity that, that she's able to kind of bring through. Um, and she definitely has it in this. She, I was kind of concerned that, you know, they're going to make kind of a more damsely character. Uh, one of the positives about watching this film, this is one of the few comics the, that a film is based on that I was not familiar with in the first place. I haven't, haven't read it. Uh, so I get to go in kind of blind. Um, and so I didn't know what was coming. And I was glad to see that uh, it was a strong uh, female character, which is always good. Um, not exactly surprising in some of the writing spots, but she generally has um, she generally has a really good. Well, I just tend to like her her portrayals in pretty much everything that I've seen. I mean, it's not always perfect. I, I loved her stint on House. I mean that she had a great character on that, and she did she did really fun with that. Um, and Black Donnelly's. I mean, all in all, she's had some, she's had some pretty juicy parts, and. Um, uh, I thought uh, this was a potentially one of those characters that would just kind of fold into the background and maybe wasn't as prominent as I maybe would have hoped, but it was still a solid protagonist, fairly upfront, had a lot of uh, good action sequences, got a chance to show strength. You know, all in all, pretty much what we could have hoped for. Um, but I mean, just this this whole this whole cast is just all really quite good. I mean, Harrison Ford, man. I mean, Harrison Ford is kind of Harrison Ford in every film. You know, there, there's a lot of actors and actresses that are like that, but I'll watch Harrison Ford be Harrison Ford in anything. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with friends. I'm a sci-fi geek. I tend to be more of a Star Trek than Star Wars person. I did not like most of the Star Wars films as nearly as much as everybody else did. But for me, Han Solo is what got me through the films. Um, you know, of course, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and pretty much everything that he's ever touched, I've pretty much liked. So I'll, I'll watch him and, and pretty much everything. Uh, of course, ignoring the later Indiana Jones films. Um, but there were also a couple of people that I wasn't completely familiar with that just had, you know, a couple of chances to shine in this. That was, that was really nice too. Um, like uh, Adam Beach. I was not super familiar with uh, this gentleman's work. He's been in a few things. Uh, he was in Wind Talkers and uh, Suicide Squad and uh, things like that. So, I mean, he's been in a couple of things that I have seen, uh, but not too many. And it just didn't, you know, so much occur to me. But he had a really small role, but he brought it. I mean, he, he was very much one of my favorite smaller characters uh, or his character was one of my favorite smaller characters in this film. And it was because of how he was able to portray that kind of um, not fraught, but um, um, slightly tenuous uh, pseudo father son relationship um, with uh, Woodrow Dollarhide, uh, Harrison Ford's character. So, I mean, it, it Again, it's just kind of one of those really, really nice things that came through. Everybody on the acting side did really great. I'd probably got to give the cast a 17 out of 20 without uh, focusing too much more on that. I could go on and on about this cast. Really good cast. Uh, costuming and props. There's a lot of important costuming and props in a film like this. When you're going to go Old West, you're going to have a theme. you got to have great kind of Western outfits that feel um, authentic 
and look what we think is authentic and and service the plot and without kind of being distracting. And I think they did a good job on that. All of the outfits were suitably dirty, but you know, still kind of cool. Uh, the hardware, the, the 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 guns always play a, a prominent role, and the pistols and the rifles were quite nice. They focused a lot on a knife that uh, Woodrow uh, gave Noah Ringer's character, uh, Emmett Taggart. Uh, that was a really nice knife. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of that, they did a great job of kind of... Um, making the costuming and props be its own character without being distracting. I think they did a great job with that. Uh, obviously all the alien stuff was CGI. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go into that here. That's more for the cinematography, uh, side of things. Uh, but you know, I mean, just solid. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was, it was, you know, top notch. Give them a nine out of 10 on the costuming and props. Location, maybe a little less impressive. I mean, you got some nice landscapes that you got to see uh, from some uh, shots that they did. The town is not terribly impressive. Nothing stood out. The closest was the inside of the bar was nice, um, but the jail was boring. Uh, the The front street was boring. Um, it just kind of uh, just wasn't... Uh, wasn't what I would have expected from something that's going to focus so much on visuals. Um, but, you know, you get a chance to go into the ship, so that's where they're going to, you know, um, recover, right? And the structure of the ship and the ground, solid. It looked really neat. The the, the uh, small drone ships kind of looked boring. Again, I mean, it didn't, didn't seem to stand out in any way to me. Um, the insides of the alien ship, yeah, meh. It was kind of neat the drip effect uh, with the with the gold, but not the, the the way that the layout was and and the way that everything was put together, it just did not did not speak to me. I guess, but it wasn't awful either. So I'll probably give that a seven out of ten. We won't focus any more on that. Now the cinematography, um, there's a lot of positives and a lot of negatives in this film. On the positive side, the explosions and the special effects on that side, the uh, practical effects were really quite good. Um, the panning shots and the tracking shots and everything were really solid. The the palette was nice. Um, I like like I said again, it kind of matched what it needed to be. On the CGI side, it is both good and bad. Um, so on the good side, the CGI, like on the ship and the aliens, high quality. I mean, they, they did a, a pretty solid job in terms of making it feel as if it was part of the surroundings. Uh, however, on the actual design and implementation of a few things, man, not so much. Um, the aliens themselves were not interesting. Um, the monster alien thing is done to death. And I know this was 2011, but it was already done to death at that point. Um, you've got this ominous race with the plot that they give us that are obviously got to be warp capable society because they're traveling you know, galaxy to galaxy and they're not necessarily going to be humanoid. That's fine. However, why are they all just big bug monsters? Why are there so many big bug monsters? I understand there's probably the normal human reaction to bugs being feeling like they're otherworldly, but 
come on, man. Uh, the, the best part was maybe the, the hidden encasement uh, with the extra arms underneath the carapace on the underside. That was kind of neat, a little creepy. Um, faces were uninteresting. The, the skeletal structure was uninteresting. The fact that they didn't wear clothes seemed kind of odd. Um, it, and uh, it just kind of, and we'll get to the behavior when we get to the writing, but in terms of the actual practical design, didn't seem great. Also, the proportion. You're looking at the size that these aliens are. It seems to be uh, one alien per uh, smaller ship. And if you look at the size of the ship compared to the size of like Harrison Ford and, uh, and Daniel Craig, when they're up next to the practical ship, they could basically lay down not completely front to tip, but maybe two of them front to tip, um, uh, to front to back, I should say. The width, however, is not real wide. I don't see any way that one of those aliens could fit in that ship and have any controls to, to do anything with. Where's the engine? There's no room for the engine. The alien would take up all of that space. It's just... It's, it's a little it's just a little bit off, enough to kind of yank me out and go, no, no, that doesn't work. Um, so there's that. Um, but, I mean, it's between those two things, it, it just kind of yanked me out a little bit. Um, so that kind of takes down the score just a smidge for me. I'll probably give them a 14 out of 20 on that. Now for the big thing, and it's always the big thing, uh, that is the plot and writing. Now the plot and writing, this is an action flick. So you can't, you can't, again, you can't, you got to know what you're getting into. You're not getting war and peace. This is not what you're going for, but you should still have, you know, some pot, you know, something to really take away. You know, if, if I watch uh, first blood, a uh, great thriller action film, there's great character development that the plot moves along pretty much perfectly. It's a really great story driven character, sometimes character driven film. Um, it's, you know, you can, you can do it. Now, the thing is something like that has a much smaller, big star cast than something like this. You've got a lot of big names in this. And sometimes you, you're trying to give everybody a chance to shine in, sh in some way, shape, or form. And I think that kind of can sometimes distract. It's very difficult to do. Um, so, I mean, that may be part of it, but the the basic premise is is fine. Um, it's a little, a little, again, kind of a little run into the ground to a certain extent, but eh, what can you do? There's only so much new stuff you've got. So I can't really blame them for that. However, let's start with the behavior. I was talking a little bit about that with the aliens. So this is a super advanced race of aliens. Why do they charge in like big monsters, Hulk rage monsters, <laughs> every time you see them? That kind of intelligence that you're going to have to have to be able to be a species like that, even if you are hostile, that does not track. You don't jump in like that and survive. This doesn't happen. You've, uh, it, you, you, it really bothered me. Uh, it seems like you would have to have somebody that's more cold, more calculating, at least, you know, a handful of people. If you're going to have some of the monsters be charging, at least have a shot of the guys in the control room, you know, like on the Death Star. They send out the drones, you know, and the drones go and attack, but you've got the generals and they're calculating how things are going. Um, we never get that. 
it's the closest we get is towards the end of the film and the one alien that was experimenting on uh, Daniel Craig's character uh, confronts him again. But even that is barely restrained, just barely. You get a little bit of clever, a little bit of restraint, but nothing to indicate the massive intelligence that these creatures would have to have had. And it just, it just, it kind of ruins it for me to a certain extent. Uh, there's also the way that there, there's no way around this. Whenever you're going to have a Western and you're going to have a Native American presence, how you deal with that is going to be tricky. Uh, it, it, it's going to be hard to strike the right tone and to be able to implement it. And they seem to, in the writing, lean very heavily on kind of a spaghetti Western feel to a certain extent. And they don't completely do that with the way that they handle the uh, Native Americans in this. But at the same time, they're treated more like a plot device than they are as characters. I mean, the only one that gets really any lines to speak of, and none of them are in English for anybody to understand, which is fine because they get translation, but, you know, basically the chief. Okay. And then nobody else. And there's really no fixation on anybody else for the most part, unless there's a group of them riding or during the battle. And you get a little back and forth between him and, um, and um, uh, Harrison Ford's character. But it still feels a little cheapened, uh, just a smidge, um, that maybe it could have been handled just a little bit better. Uh, you know, they meet him up, uh, they're hostile, but they turn out to be friends, and the, the key is taking secret Indian drugs to unlock <laughs> the main character's memories. It's, it's, it's kind of um, not cringeworthy, but, you know, getting closer to that just a little bit. Um, also, you know, the whole amnesia thing is again, kind of cliched, but I have to say that even though it was cliched, I think they did a pretty good job with it. Um, it's, it was still compelling enough and had good enough reason that's like, all right, I, I can, I can get with this. This is, this is still pretty solid. Um, the dialogue was better than I would have expected. Dialogue was pretty solid, except with some of the exchanges between Daniel Craig and Olivia Wilde's characters, Ella and Jake have some kind of meh dialogue. Uh, just nothing that was really terribly interesting. Um, the, there seemed to be some questionable physics. You're going to get that in a sci-fi film. And it just seemed a little, a little odd. Um, so, one of the other big premises is like, oh, you know, these aliens find gold as precious as you. It's a rare element. Okay. It's found pretty much everywhere out in space. It's, it's going to happen. Stars throw off gold all the time. There's no reason to go to a populated planet to even get it. So try again. <laughs> it just doesn't quite work that way. Um, it's it's a little, a little cheap. Um so, you know, all in all, I mean, the writing was a little subpar, but um, not terrible, which is what I was expecting. So I was super ecstatic that it wasn't terrible. It was actually halfway decent. So I'll give them a 13 out of 20 on the plot and writing for this. Uh, that gives us a score of 78 
that is a solid C plus. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a fun action flick. Don't think too heavy on it. And it's a lot better than I was expecting. But what did you think? Let us know on social media. We always love to hear your comments. And until next time, keep watching movies and overanalyzing everything. <laughs>